One thing that people need to realize is out of all the types of blogs that there are on social media, food blogs tend to get the most engagement, right? Like we tend to share them. We we tend to share those videos with our friends. We save them. There's a lot of comments on them usually. It's just one of those things where people are more engaged. The Halal Food Podcast by Halal Run, the number one guide to halal eating options in the US, Canada, and the UK. Welcome on our podcast, we feature inspiring and accomplished Muslims in the West from all backgrounds. We talk to them about their lives and about the halal restaurants where they love to eat. Many people don't realize this, but the largest population of Muslims in any city in North America or Europe is in my very own New York City. Our guest today is the blog Halal NYC, run by a sister who doesn't want to reveal her identity so you won't see her video. She was born in New York and has lived here her whole life. While at college in 2016, she started Halal NYC, and seven years later, she is one of the top bloggers in the New York City area with almost 70,000 followers on Instagram. She and I had a fascinating conversation about her journey as well as halal industry issues facing the community. If you like this episode, make sure to hit that like button and drop us a comment. Now let's jump over to the interview. Uh, Assalamu alaikum and thank you so much for joining us. Wa alaikum salam. I'm so happy to be here virtually. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome to have you. So why don't we jump right into it? Uh, I, you know, I live in New York City. I live in Manhattan. Uh, I know the New York halal scene uh, very well and have for many years. And you have been an important mainstay. Uh, and so, first of all, thank you so much for for being a guide to a lot of us. Um, uh, but how, tell us, you know, how you got started. Uh, what made you decide to do this? So, um, again, I, you know, I've also been in New York my whole life. And I'm sure you know how bad the halal scene used to be. It just used to be just food trucks. Not that they're horrible, but it's just that's all we had back in the day. So when I was in college, um, this is in 2016, I remember this was like my first time going to college like in the city because I, I was raised in Queens. And in Queens, we do have a better halal options like we have Middle Eastern restaurants, Pakistani restaurants and so forth. But then when I went to college in the city, I started struggling to find halal food. And all I really had was food trucks. So one day I decided to just like venture out and just like walk around the city. And I came across this one halal restaurant called Rasa. Rasa has been a staple in that uh, area in Greenwich Village. And they're a halal Malaysian Singaporean restaurant. And I had never seen halal cuisine like that before. I've always been used to just halal Afghan restaurants or food trucks. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, I got to tell everybody. I literally remember texting all my Muslim friends like, you guys, there's a halal Singaporean restaurant. And, like, I remember going in like walk, like talking to the owner. I'm like, you guys really halal? Like, this is halal halal? Like, this is crazy. And they were like, yeah, you know, there's Muslims in Malaysia. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. But this is crazy. <laughs> and they were like so taken aback. They also like gave me some comped items to try. They didn't. I wasn't a blogger at that point, but they were just so like happy to, you know, um, show me all these items. So from that day on, I was like, I got to tell more people about this because this is so cool. And I, you know, looked up the username Halal NYC on Instagram and I saw no one had it. And at that time, there weren't that many uh, halal food bloggers. And I decided to start that blog. And my first post was about Rasa. And then I just took it from there. Well, what year was this? 2016. Okay. So you've been at it for about seven years, which is yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. So um, 
you know, how did, tell us about the journey from, you know, just starting out and posting about Rasa as your first post to like now where you are, right? With over 60,000 followers, like what, what have you, how did you grow it? How did you get more serious, right? How, how did you develop this following? So um, when I first started the blog, it I was also posting, you know, vegetarian and vegan options. I mean, let's be real here. The vegan movement really helped Muslims when we needed it. Um, I, I was also at this time when I was in college, I was also working in corporate America and I would just be like, yeah, just give me whatever's vegan. Um, so that's, I would also post vegan restaurants on the page. But then as I started to find more halal restaurants, I would, you know, like, put hashtag halal food in NYC and the Instagram growth really helped me. And over time I had like new restaurants start reaching out to me on my blog. It just kind of blew up out of nowhere. It never was supposed to be as big as I, I I just did not expect this to happen. It just gradually happened. So, you know, you, you have become one of the, the stalwarts in the, in the halal scene in, in New York. Who are one thing we love about sort of the halal blogging uh, community is a lot of people know each other or work together, even if they don't collaborate, they check out each other's content. Um, who are some of the bloggers like you are in touch with or you just check out and you like, um, you know, whether they're in New York or beyond, you know, halal bloggers or even even beyond that? Who, who do you like? Um, so th- through this blog, um a lot of restaurants hold like influencer events, like food influencer events where a bunch of bloggers will come together. We all take pictures, give uh, feedback to the restaurant owners. And through that, I've met so many amazing people. Um, I actually met uh, one of my closest friends now, Mo. He runs the page Big Halal Apple. He is just this amazing guy. He has his trademark. Um, whenever he really likes something, he'll like scream out, this is fire. Like it, it's, a, it's amazing. I love his content. Um, he's also one of like the most straightforward and honest people. Like he really helps restaurants get the best feedback possible. Um, I really do admire his work. He's in Michigan now, so he'll be posting both Michigan and New York food. Definitely a great blog to check out. Um, another food blogger that I really admire is actually, she's bigger on TikTok and her name is Miriam. Um, but it's like, uh, M X R I Y U M. Uh, she is a cook and she shares recipes, but while she's sharing the recipes, she tends to kind of, uh, discuss the meaning behind the recipe. She's a Palestinian, so she'll like, you know, show, show the importance of certain recipes and why it's important to her culture and historically important. And I also really like that she uses her platform for more than just food. She'll discuss, uh, you know, misogyny and, in, in, in Muslim influencers, like that's an, a thing that happens too. Um, she'll discuss important political matters. And I really like that she uses her platform for that. Uh, one thing that people need to realize is out of all the types of blogs that there are on social media, food blogs tend to get the most engagement, right? Like we tend to share them. We we tend to share those videos with our friends. We save them. We There's a lot of comments on them usually. It's just one of those things where people are more engaged. Um and with that in mind, I, I think that food bloggers should definitely use their platforms for more than just food. I mean, there's so many issues and awareness that we could raise on our blogs. And I really like that she does that. Um, yeah, so definitely admire her. Uh, there's also a non-halal blogger based in New York called The Hungry Artist. He is this amazing food blogger. He showcases a lot of underrated businesses throughout New York City, but he's recently started featuring halal businesses as well. And I, and I find that amazing because a lot of mainstream food bloggers that are that don't focus on halal eats don't even show any halal restaurants. I don't think that 
halal restaurants should only be featured on halal blogs. Anybody can eat it, you know? So I really do admire that he does that. Those are some awesome ones to check out. Um, you know, while we're on the subject of, of sort of other, other bloggers or other people, uh, you know, one thing we like to ask our guests, because we're all about the community, um, who are some, you know, outside of the food or inside the food industry, but who are, who are generally some, you know, Muslims in the West, whether they're in the U.S., Canada, U.K., Europe, whatever, who are some Muslims in the, in, in the West, not necessarily in food, uh, that you uh, find inspiring or, or admire? Um, so this is going to be one of the most basic Pakistani answers, but I am always very inspired by our uh, previous prime minister, Imran Khan. My, I grew up in a household where he was highly respected, and I, I always use him as an inspiration. I find that he's so resilient, and I love that he stands up for Muslims and whatnot. And even though I have a very small blog and it, you know it's a very focused community, I like to think that I'm helping or standing up for my community here in New York. Um, and I am also a really big football fan. So I find um, the Moroccan head coach Walid really inspiring as well. He's recently spoken up about the racism and Islamophobia that his players are facing in Europe. And I, I find that really admiring. Um, believe it or not, even though my blog has mostly like Muslim followers, I do get a lot of racist and Islamophobic comments. Like anyone can find the blog, right? It's a public platform. So I, I try to use these outside inspirations. I'm like, you know what? I, I got to stand up for the community. I can't just delete the comment, you know? Those are some uh, those are some really good picks. So moving on to what we consider the main event. Uh, you know, our viewers love hearing from bloggers like yourself about sort of recommendations. So, you know, what's a, what's a, what are some spots in New York City or beyond that you recommend halal spots to check out and you know what would they have in common so the halal scene in new york has grown so much i mean i can't tell you how many restaurants i currently have on my list that i'm going to check out after amazon um it's gotten to the point where i have to kind of narrow down the list to like what is the most unique right i mean we all saw the influx of the hot chicken joints opening up all at once and then we saw all these chapli kebab joints opening i was like all right let's let's you know, focus on some creativity here, right? Um, I do think it's great that we have more than one option for each thing, but I do also really respect creativity and a different path that some of these restaurants took. So most recently, this restaurant that originated in Uzbekistan, they franchised here. It's called Ghost. It's in Coney Island. And it's a steakhouse, but it also has a lot of Uzbekistani dishes. Um, and as soon as I walked in, I, I have never seen a steakhouse with a playground. And I was like, what, what's happening here, right? Like steakhouses are supposed to be a bit fancier. And I asked the owner, I'm like, why, why do you have like a playground? He's like, I think that, you know, Muslims, we really do uh, emphasize family. And I, and I was like, I totally agree. And he's like, I think we should make a family-friendly restaurant. So we have a steakhouse where parents can enjoy their steak and the kids can just go play and they don't need to worry about finding a babysitter and whatnot. And they can all enjoy a family night out. And I was like, that's a really interesting, interesting concept. And they have like a kid's meal and all this stuff. And then they also use a Hosper grill. So Hosper grill, like for those of you don't know, it's it's a it's literally a Lamborghini of grills. Like that's how you grill like the best quality of meat. And the fact that they have that and a playground like this is like they're just catering to everyone at this point. And the service was insane. You know, like I like again, growing up, I I you know, got food from a truck and that was about it. They just give it to you and you walk off. And here they're like, 
you know, handing me like wipes after every use. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm being treated like this, like queen. Like it was insane. Their service is amazing. But I just think that the concept overall is so interesting. I mean, where else are you going to find an Uzbek steakhouse with a playground and um, so much seating inside? And they also serve like no alcohol or anything despite being a steakhouse. So they really just hit everything on the head, you know? So I definitely really uh, think that spot is worth checking out. And then, hmm, so speaking of family-friendly restaurants, another restaurant that uh, really did that was 8-Bit Fights. It's also relatively new. They are opening a couple new locations. And this restaurant is really cool. I think the 80s and 90s kids are really going to dig this one. They only play 80s songs and 90s songs. And the entire restaurant has like a rainbow light-up floor. And they have video games that you can play for free while you eat your food. It's, it's fast food. And their whole concept is eat like a kid again. And it's it's so cute because, you know, I've never seen restaurants like this that are halal. You see a lot of gimmicky restaurants throughout New York City, but they're never halal. So for them to offer that to us, I think it's it's amazing. So definitely check that one out as well. Another restaurant that I found was really interesting is called the Thai Bistro. They recently opened up in Barclay Center, but they their original location is in Long Island. Um, they are so I got to meet the owners and the owners are uh, the husband is Vietnamese and the wife is Thai and they teamed up together to create a halal Vietnamese restaurant, which is super rare. This is the only restaurant that serves halal pho in New York, um, in Long Island and New York City. It's, it's amazing. It's like this huge bowl of homemade pho that they serve. And I asked them and I was like, you know, this is like amazing like that you guys do this. Is, do you know, happen to know if anywhere else we can find halal pho? And they're like, no, this is why we opened this up. And I thought that was amazing. And they're, they're a family owned business, definitely worth supporting, but it's just such a unique concept. You li- literally, I'm telling you, you cannot find halal pho anywhere else. So that's, but it's in the Barclays Center, like it's in the near arena? it. It's near it. It's literally right across the street, actually. So uh, definitely worth checking that out too. And the food is phenomenal, and they really cook with like heart and soul. I mean, it's a family-owned business. I love supporting that. Um, and they're yeah, mashallah, they're amazing. Uh, and then piggybacking off of that, uh, there's another family-owned business called Ayat, which has taken New York by storm. They've opened up so many uh, locations, and I first of all. I love how resilient they are about the Palestinian cause. They're like, yeah, we're going to free Palestine. They have everything. They have information on their menus. I love that, you know. Um, I remember there was a time when a lot of halal restaurants would even not want to put the halal sign out in the front. And we here we have this Palestinian restaurant with these murals about their cause, which is amazing. I mean, I think, you know, food, it, it, it's just much more than just tasting, right? Yeah. In fact, last night I was telling my mom, about how food, it, it's passed through generations. It has a history to it. And I think Ayad beautifully captures that. They actually, all their recipes are passed down through generations. Um, and I think that restaurant is so excellent. And because of how popular it's gotten, I feel like it's raised a lot of awareness about just halal restaurants in general uh, through the publicity that they've garnered. Um, and yeah, and, and another one that is also very popular, and I'm sure everyone's going to go tonight, is called Kawa House. Uh, I think people go to Kawa House more than Tarawi. Come on, guys, get it together. <laughs> um, but Kawa House, you know, they they originate from Michigan. I actually just visited Michigan and I saw the original location there. They actually have quite a few locations in Michigan. And they've opened up here in New York and, you know, taken Muslims by storm. And I really, I think the concept of opening up a cafe was, was amazing, right? Because, so again, I, I used to work in corporate America and I remember 
my coworkers always being like, let's go to happy hour. And I'm like, what do you expect me to do there? I'm not going, you know, like this is not for me. And it wasn't inclusive. And, and now when I go out with my Muslim friends, like our happy hour is you go to a cafe and drinking traditional tea. And I think our house really captures that and has allowed, you know, the younger Muslims to kind of not feel the need to go to bars or anything. You know, you could just go to a cafe that's open late. A lot of cafes in New York close at like 4 p.m. And here we have Gawa House open till like 2 a.m. So Muslims can have a space to gather and lounge and talk. And I love that. And I respect that concept so much. And I really hope they open more locations because Williamsburg is getting more and more packed by each day. (laughs) And I think they definitely should open some more locations. Have you ever been to Gawa House? I have. I have. It's incredible. It's good, isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah, I love that place. And so affordable and it's just so family friendly as well. I, I love that place. Um, definitely a must try if you're ever in New York City. Um, and a rather old restaurant that is honestly forgotten these days, and I'm mad that it's forgotten, is called Muru Chicken and Noodle Bar. So this is a halal Korean restaurant in Bayside. It's so like out of, it's like not even in like a main area in Bayside. It's kind of tucked away in the corner, but it's a halal Korean restaurant like you would never expect that um they're they have they use really good quality halal meat from alexa and everything on the menu is halal they you know which is a big thing because korean cuisine really has a lot of pork in it there's actually another halal korean restaurant that does have pork on the menu and i know a lot of people are not comfortable with that but if you're looking for a halal korean restaurant that doesn't serve any pork muru is is your go-to they have excellent korean dishes they even have ramen and it's also family run and I remember asking the owners, like, why uh, they did that. And they were just like, hey, we're catering to more than one customer base. And they actually told me that they have more Pakistanis than Korean go. He's like, every day, they actually ask their customers. Every time I go, they ask me where I'm from. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Pakistan. They're like, why do we always get Pakistani customers? This is so weird. And it's adorable seeing that. And then they they, they get so happy. They're like, we love that we can, you know, show our cuisine to other other cultures. So I really, I really like that. Oh, and then another East Asian cuisine that this is not in New York City. So if you are ready to go on a trip, that's worth it. If you want halal hibachi, Zaza Japan is your place. Halal Japanese cuisine. This is insane. So they also used to have pork, but another halal blogger, the halal guide actually got them to remove their pork from the menu. It was just one item. And now it's halal hibachi and halal sushi. And they are actually using halal, so it's like very good quality hand slaughtered meat. And yeah, the, I was like halal hibachi, like this is this is good. Um, and it's so, the restaurant's amazing. Food is incredible. Honestly, if they weren't such a trek out, I'd probably go there every day. We're um, still hoping that they open closer to the city, but definitely a, another amazing restaurant. So that that all these restaurants, they are unique, a must try if you're ever in New York. And those are my personal recommendations. Thank you for joining us. Halal Run is the number one guide to halal eating options in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., featuring over 17,000 restaurants in over 2,500 cities. You can find us on our website at halalrun.com or on all our socials where we are at Halal Run. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so we can bring you more great content like this. We are here to serve you.